juice for the friend zone. It's your time. We giving you real talk, so stay on your grind. We just trying to laugh and have a good time. We dropping the juice so that all our people can shine. Views from the friend zone. It's your time. We giving you real talk, so stay on your grind. We just trying to laugh and have a good time. We dropping the juice so that all our people can shine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Welcome to another edition of Views from the Friend Zone podcast. Happy Sunday, y'all. 2020 is just a crazy, crazy, crazy year. Cancer, you know, F cancer, cancer took one of our young heroes, Chadwick Boseman. Rest in peace to him. It's crazy. Like, you know, the energy, I don't, you know, of course you guys remember in 2018, the energy that Black Panther, the pride, Say it loud, I'm black and I'm proud. Yeah, By the way, he played James Brown as well. But, you know, just just that kind of energy it gave us, you know, to like now 2020 just seems like it's taking everything away. Some yeah. of our progress we made is taken away. You know, we had George Floyd and we started this whole revolution. Now we got Jacob Blake getting shot in the back in Wisconsin. And people are still acting like, you know, everything's okay. So that's a quick moment of silence for Chadwick Boseman. Thank you. Also, Cliff Robinson, if you're a basketball fan, he died from cancer as well this weekend. Mm -hmm. It's crazy. It's just crazy, man. So I hate to start it off heavy. We have some intelligent authors in the building, and it's it's perfect time, right, because their books relate to the psychology and the mental state of black people in this country, especially what we're dealing with, you know, mental health in general and also, you know, how we're treated by police. So, uh you know, like I always, I'm going to have everybody introduce yourself as your boy, Real Talk Marv. Sean Farmer. Yeah. At this point, Farmer's like a regular, right? Like, we, <laughs> we got to have a monthly or every two month check in from guess. Farmer, Honorable you know? Guess. We have a first timer. Um, hi, I'm Bianca Morissette. I'm an LMHG therapist. Nice boy, Cliff Brockbanam. Yes, yes, yes. So, you know, open shirt poppies away for the weekend. But, you know, he'll be back on our next episode. You know, hopefully, he's traveling safe. I mean, man, you know, it's just, it's just so tough, right? Because it's just like, I just, I'm just trying to survive 2020. I'm yes, just trying to yes, make it yes. to 2021. <laughs> I, I used to have, I used to have goals for every quarter of the year. Now I'm just like, yo, I don't want to be sick. I don't want to yeah, be broke. Let me make it to 2021. It's unreal. It's unreal. Like, think about all he accomplished, and he was sick. Yeah. I mean, my favorite role. Um, Besides Black Panther, move your mic up to oh. to you. my favorite role besides Black Panther was um, Thurgood Marshall. Yeah, my That's sister said she watched it yesterday. That was I, a good movie. I didn't realize, you know, because I've only my whole life. I was born in 1970. My whole life, Thurgood Marshall was this old black guy. Yeah, you know, this old black, distinguished old black man on the Supreme Court. He was a rock. You know, he was a beast. Yes, my yeah. sister was. My sister's a lawyer, and she was just like. You don't understand how much of a beast he was. He was a. He be- won twenty nine of his thirty two uh, Supreme Court cases, yeah. and mind you, he probably lost a couple because of being black. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. He won cases when the judge to decide the case was the Grand Vicar of the Ku Klux Klan, and he still won. He was That's a. He was a, He was a rock. Yeah. He was. I don't even know the words. I mean. And he was the hero of the civil rights movement, and Chadwick Boseman playing that part for even an old man, right? Even for my, I was like, wow, Thurgood Marshall was really that dude when he was younger, yeah. man. Thurgood, I mean, older of course, but I mean, just like hanging out with the athlete and that 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 aspect of, but um, pre 
pre uh, 1964 civil rights, pre segregation. Yeah, the Jim Crow. Pre desegregation, we yeah. all were forced to we 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 could be black contemporaries, and we had to go to the same bar. Mm -hmm. We had to hang out with each other, and that was the thing that Thurgood Marshall used to hang out with. Um, oh my, say some of the the. Uh, the it's just, but they would all all the black contemporaries of those times. Um, help me with the with the uh, uh, e du, uh, du, um, help w. Me with du Bois, w. right? Dubois. Those those types. Harry Belafonte. Yes, big, young Harry. Uh, um, Sidney uh, Poitier. All of those people. The authors at the time. The athletes right. at the time. Baldwin. But right. just look exactly. at yeah. look at look. He was sick to know like. Really sick back. Seven movies. And, and he never showed. He always he always was a bright spot in the room. Like, yeah. Yeah. when I found out he died, I, I, he died it, it hit me to the point where I'm like, yeah. nah, this can't be real because he always carried himself with so much respect and dignity yeah. of how he played his parts and roles. How did it affect you, Bianca? Um, I think it's commendable because they said, what, 2016? He's been yeah, yeah this? four he years. All these movies. And I think that he left a legacy behind. That's the most beautiful thing. People. I mean, like you said, back to the movie, when he released that movie, people didn't just show up to the movies. People dressed up. Dressed I Listen, I, I had a fake crown. Hello? I had like a leopard, <laughs> a leopard uh, throw over. <laughs> I was Wakanda <laughs> forever all day. I feel yeah. like it gave that empowerment that as people... We needed. Yes. You know what I mean? And I think the that symbolism I looking, of it. Right, and I was looking forward to the releases of the movies, yes. his future movies, just yes. to kind of keep reminding us as a people to stick together. And COVID affected him being able to shoot Black Panther 2 because right. they had to shut things down. Shut it down, yeah. He would have been able to squeeze it out, but COVID and, messed that up. And, and the, the thing about it is, he was sick, but he had to hide that because he would have gotten none of those roles yeah. if they would have found out he had cancer. Right. Cause, right? cause, so that that shows you how much of a if if you don't know about fighting anything you going through now you better be a fighter because yeah. that show you what life is about when you hear something bad or tough right. what yeah. you're gonna do next yeah. trust that, me I think that the biggest thing for for me um I think it reminds people you don't know what people are going through behind yeah. those doors and people right? were nasty when pictures when of him showed up skinny it, to me they said it was for a role but I'm like. The face, the way his face is look thinned out, that, that looks yeah. sick. That doesn't yeah. look just. I started worrying at some of those pictures. Um, uh, I saw him on Saturday Night Live. It was a funny skit when he was doing the Black Jeopardy. And he yeah, was kind of the thin. Cameron and the potato salad. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah, and the, you know, like Kobe, who also, of course, this year. Are you, this year is just it's, crazy. But the suffering, the suffering that he knew he was going through. Watch this. The suffering that he knew he was going through. In 2016, mm -hmm. now. he knew he was dying mm -hmm. to some extent. Maybe to the not, he knew he was in trouble. Mm -hmm. He didn't. He used that as an energy to to, to enable him. To he's unforgettable on the screen. Mm -hmm. Little kids, we got to find a new Black Panther, which is a beautiful thing that another Black Panther is going to get an opportunity. Mm -hmm. yeah. And I know he set that all up. Yeah. But his suffering produced that. So the point I'm trying to get around to is the suffer. We're going through a lot of suffering. Yeah. Um. I'm the older one in the room, and I've never, I've been around, I've seen the fall of Saigon, I remember 1975, I saw that as a little kid on TV, mm -hmm. um, Iran, hostage, crisis, I've seen some wow. stuff since 1970. Yeah. yeah. This, I've never seen this 
year 2020. You're right. I've never seen anything. My mother's 80 years old. She's yeah. never seen anything. If you would have told me this was a... I would only think this was a movie, right? Right. All the stuff that's happening, if you told me about it, if you told me in you 2018 wouldn't believe, it was, was going to happen, you'd say, I'd be like, nah, that's a movie. That's not You'd real say life. bullshit. If I brought yeah. you a movie like that, you'd be like... Eh. Bro, really? Kobe dies. Shadow, the Black Panther dies. Well, who lives? Mm. But this suffering it's forced is for something. It's I, forcing change. Think, yes, the necessary change that I think is pushing us to look I'm going to get my damn colonoscopy <laughs> this week. Yeah, you have to do it. I think it's challenging a lot of people to not, because we're, especially in New York, we always live in fast pace. We don't have time to worry about the next person or even consider the next person i think we're forced to think outside the box it's yeah. not only about us like yeah. we're collectively a culture and it's not about the eye yeah. and i think that 2020 has taught us that yes and remembering that it's not just about money now i have to care about my family yes. friends and we yes. still yes. need and, and and what's going on in 2020 guess what yeah watch this watch this we need more suffering mm -hmm. We need, we have, because suffering, if if it suffering is the only healing, right? If suffering, you go into the gym and you do 200 sit-ups and your stomach hurts, but you look right, you keep that up and you're going to look right in a couple of weeks. Yeah. Yeah. If the suffering is going to bring change and we'll get into police reform, if the suffering is going to bring change, then I watch it, but, but bring I the think, suffering. I think yeah. change in general always has suffering first before right. yes thank you yes. Yes. Exactly. Yes. 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 situation exactly and, 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 to really shed lights for and that's what makes Chadwick's life such a a, a remarkable example of right. that like cause at yeah. first I kind of when I found out the news it was true I selfishly said man why he didn't let us know so we could give him his flowers so we could appreciate him but like what Cliff said Half of his work, people probably would have been like, no, you're too much of a liability for me of to start shooting not, with you. Right. Yeah. So some, he, had to, he had to keep that secret, but it's tough. Movies, Insurance sets. Some movies, right, it take up to a year to make. Mm -hmm. So if you tell somebody you got, you got colon, colon cancer, cancer, third degree, they're going to be like, stage. with chemo and everything, yeah. they're going to be like, nah, we, we can't I take that. And to be honest, one I, of the articles I was reading, it was saying he was doing this while chemo, surgery, all these other things. Like you said, liability. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I may not feel sick. I mean, after chemo, it's a lot on the body, so yeah. I may not be able to do it. He, so they don't want to waste their money. Yeah. So they're like, nah. He probably, to be honest with you, they're not going to tell us. He probably put off some of the immediate therapy that he could have had yeah. to, to uphold to his execute, appearance. Right, and right? not only that, execute his mission, which mm -hmm. he clearly was on a mission. Yes. Because he was putting out these movies. Like he was on like, a mission. I have a purpose, and this is what I'm definitely going to do. He married his wife. He did everything that yeah. I, I, don't, I don't know. All quietly. Personally, I think that's yeah. who he was. Um, I I just feel like, because I I think that in, in that kind of situation, who you really are, because it can't, it's not for everybody to keep it a secret. Yeah. Because some people, it might be better to, for that. awareness to tell people. Right. Yeah. And, and I want to give a shout out to Denzel, because I believe Denzel yeah. paid off his... Um, to Denzel was his, his mentor. Was one of his mentors yes. and paid off some of his student debt. And, and that's the kind of thing you so mentioned it earlier, his legacy, right? I always, I always say at the end of the show, go out there and chase your legacy over liabilities, right? Because we, especially people of color, we like flashy stuff. Mm -hmm. And we shoot like, I can't wait to get this so I can shit on people and stuff like that. And then that's we kind of forget what our legacy is about, you know, and seeing what, I mean, to be honest with you, just like how many times you hear devastating news and you just don't know how to mentally function and it takes a little while. He just started working even harder. Yes. You know what I'm saying? So we got to let, I, I, I dedicate, you know, 
this show and you know future shows to Chadwick Boseman to the the mindset of just let's go out there and make a difference, right? You just never know. And be to- resilient. Period. I think that. Yeah. It's challenging to get up every day and live mm. in your purpose because mm. clearly this is his purpose. He had a mission and he was trying to execute it. And I think that a lot of us don't know our purpose. We're just yeah. literally lost. We and know we, scientifically. We know scientifically now be that trauma that your grandfather had. Trauma that your grandfather, that our grandfathers went through, is passed in the DNA. That's a fact. That's not me, me making that up. Yeah. And the Human Genome Project has proven that. But also, it's proven resilience is in our DNA. Oh, being black and resilient is almost synonymous, right? Because we we're go the sons. Stuff. Everybody in this room, your ancestors probably picked sugarcane. Mine picked tobacco. Yeah. You know, we all sons and daughters of slaves. The resilience is. In our oh, DNA. Yeah. And us being, you know, you're Haitian as well, right? Yes. That's, you know, the, everyone know about 1804, the first black republic and stuff like that. Like, to us, it's just like, resiliency is just in our blood or in our nature. And it's, it's The it's only just, black nation to ever fight for, not be given their freedom, but to fight for and win their freedom, Haitians. And we're, and, and we're being punished for it. The rest of the world kind of ignores aid and stuff like like. Well, anyway, let, let's let's you know, like we said, we gave Chadwick Boseman his honor. We're always going to continue to honor him. But I yes. also now want to move on to celebrate what you guys got going on. Yes, right. Before we do the topics of the show, let's let's talk about you know, since Farmer is a regular, we're going to have Bianca first, and yes. then. And just talk about what you got going on. Introduce yourself again. Let them know how they can contact you and also purchase and support what you got going on. Okay. Um, my name is Bianca Morissette. I have a um, private practice. It's called Reliable MH Services. It's an online-only telehealth counseling services. Okay. Um, I chose to do that despite it being COVID, but just the stigma be- behind mental health services. I yeah. think a lot of people are afraid of, seeing a therapist based on they don't want to be perceived as crazy yeah so i thought of thinking outside of the box instead of just seeing someone in person being able to just pick up your phone and see a therapist right um i think that that would allow especially the black culture i'm not trying to say i only want to see black people but i think black people don't really go want to see a therapist and we need representation right and not yeah that's a big thing i think a lot of people a lot of my clients have said that they haven't seen a lot of therapists that can relate to them. Yes. And I think that that's a big thing for a lot of people. Sometimes yes. they want to see therapists, but they can't relate, so they opt out of it. Yeah. Um, so I created something called Right Place, Right Time, which is a guided journal, meaning it has quotes, prompts, activities, just to challenge the mind. Yes. Um, it talks about sexuality. It talks about how you were raised. What what are your future goals? It yeah. just it so you sort of could do homework on yourself, on yes. yourself, so yes. by the which end is of good. The journal, after completing the journal, it's it's all, all about self reflection, all about the I and how to become better and challenge yourself, yeah. identifying your flaws. Show show them. Um, I have a couple. Well, same copy. So this is the female version, right? And you can find that at um, trustedcounseling.com. Okay. This is the male version, gender neutral, I like to say. Okay. Um, You can find that at trustedcounseling.com. Also, you can book uh, mental health services on there. Um, I take 11. And spell it out again. Trusted, T-R-U-S-T-E-D, counseling, C-U-N-S-E-L-I-N-G. 
um, dot com. Okay. Or you can also contact me via trusted counseling services at gmail.com if you have any questions and you want to inquire about anything. Okay. And it's good, right? Because we, a, a, a reoccurring theme that we've said over the pandemic that we're doing shows is like, yo, it's almost going to be mandatory for us to have mental health services coming out of this pandemic, right? right? Because it's, it's completely changed our personality, our way of life, our social approaches and stuff. I think people are forced right now at this point to look at their real issues it's like I can't back down from I can't go to work and act like it's not it doesn't exist yeah. it's like I'm literally forced in the house to deal with the issues that I have at hand yeah. and some people are just like you know what I gotta do something about this do, do you have children's services that you offer to no I, I mean I prefer to work to 18 and older 18, so yeah. it's 18 and up older for me yeah so before we jump um, right into you Sean Farmer I also like to say like you know because we don't even have a consistent direction from the head of our country, from the president. Not to make this political, but I feel like we're being forced back into the offices, forced back into work. We're, t- we're saying, oh, you don't need to wear a mask. No, you it's mandatory you wear a mask. Yeah. Every, every day we're given different directions, right? And it's just like we got our kids because we, we, we've always been taught that from, from the beginning that COVID is a, it affects adults compromised immune systems and now the babies are getting corona as they go back into school and and, and the baby just scary. died yeah. last week or two weeks ago you know I a six-year-old or five-year-old concerning i think overall like before they come and announce anything they're just literally suspecting things like oh this is what it is we're gonna go to news and announce it. it's just like you can't just announce information because this is a world of people you're giving this information to and it, it may possibly be false so yeah. before putting it out there i need i need them to second guess themselves and say, you know what, let's make sure this is accurate. Let's make sure this is sure. Because like you said, initially they said kids are good. Yeah. yeah. People weren't worried about their kids and then yeah. kids started dying. So it's just like, I think everyone just needs to take precaution, whether you're sickly or not, just protect yourself at all costs. Yeah, that's a okay. fact. So Farmer, you yes. know, reintroduce yourself, how people can get in contact with you and what you got going on. Yeah, so I'm available on Facebook. I'm available on Instagram. Um, Sean A. Farmer. This is my, what, third time on yeah, the show? Yeah, your third time. And so my book, I'm talking about my book. I wrote a book about three years ago. And I say that almost sadly because I wrote this in book in the wake of... Um, um, Ghana? The, yeah, the Ghana, yeah, exactly. That's Thank Ghana. you. Mm-hmm. So um, the, the Garner case and the, the Brown, the, what was the, the, the Brown shooting. Mike Brown? Mike Brown. Mm-hmm. Um, and three years later, 2020 happened. So I said, and, and there's even and, more examples and, on right. why. Your book so in all the madness of 2020, yeah, um, we had to get this book out. Um, you've guys heard me talk about it before. So it's uh, this book has done well. It's been out since June. Uh, Becoming blue, understanding police culture. How's that look? Can you see it? Mm-hmm. So yes. it's available on Amazon, 14.95 on Amazon. Um, the interesting thing about this book, and I, and this is just a fact, because I, you know, it's not about ego or whatever. The interesting thing about this book, I'll put it up again. Black Lives Matter people love it. Hardcore, what I'll call hardcore police, real police love it because it's down the middle and it explains, without taking a side, it explains police culture, which is. If anything needs to be changed, it's the police culture. The cops are not 
are our cousins. We all have a cop that's a good guy. Yeah. We all know a good cop. I have some of my best friends who are but cops. You, you're not, friends you're not, as well. you promoting the book, but you're not just talking as a civilian. No. Let us know exactly yeah. why why you wrote the book and why it's important to get the book. Because at the end of the day, it's easy. anybody could put out a book, right. but you're talking from... You live being, right. so on the being, back, in, being yeah. in in the force. So let us let, let's give so us. A, I'll read the back that. cover because I, I feel I, I don't I can't I feel bad. To, I, I'm not comfortable yet talking about myself. But okay. I, this is the book was written by myself, Sean Farmer, former police officer in the sub in Westchester County. After serving 12 years as a police officer, I left because of uh, PTSD. I was diagnosed in 2007, and what happened after that? The suffering that happened after that, I led. I went into finished my degree and went into public service, working with mentally ill teens and adults in the human service field. I worked at Westchester Medical Center. I worked at several group homes. So currently, I'm a unlicensed social worker, right? I like to call myself that to keep me pushing towards my social work degree. But I'm an unlicensed social worker at Rikers Island. I own my own mental health counseling company, which basically takes licensed people like B and I'm blessed to work with people like B that have license. So I use that as a plethora of talent and energy. Mm -hmm. And what we do is we go to other systems mm -hmm. and treat them because when you're treating people who deal with all the people we're talking about, they actually need help. So that's where my company comes in. Okay. We go treat the people that treat the people because it, it's, you know, especially when it comes to teens. I like that you said that, right? right. Because it's just like, there's a there's a quote, who's going to help the help, right? Mm. right? Like, you know, we, we go to doctors, we go yes. to therapists, but they also need to unwind and unload. Right. Especially when they're supposed to keep everything so confidential, mm -hmm. they need an outlet too. So that's good. It's good that you guys are doing right. that. Yes, that's big. You know, that's so that's me in a nutshell. And I wrote this book. I was a police officer since I was 19 years old. I went back in 1989, I joined the military police. And then after that, um, uh, at 26, I became a police officer up in Westchester County. And um, so I've been through the indoctrination process several times of becoming a police officer. I know the culture. Um, at 19, as a military policeman, I was a reservist. So I was around cops from the 70s and cops from, and, and you know, breaking bread and living, and cops from the, you know, so, when I speak of the culture, I'm talking about going back to the 70s and forward through the 80s Until to now. current time. To yes. Now, the police, obviously, honestly, now the police officers that are out there now, and this is not a knock, I don't really, because they're millennials, so I don't really understand a lot of the things that I see, and so I, I, I don't understand it. But what I do understand, like, in other words, things that I would have done, and I don't do this, but I'm, it's not judgment. I just don't understand why you don't grab that guy by the neck if he has a, if he's a problem. If I tell you to do something, when I was a police officer, if I tell you to do something once, I understand that people in a high crisis situation can't hear. We understand that. When you're mad about something, you come home, you see your old lady screwing somebody, you're not listening to, sir, drop the blah, blah. You're not listening to that. Stop. Yeah. You're not, not you, not me. You're not hearing that. That gun means nothing. You, you, you're in another state. Human beings emotionally charged are in another state. I knew that as a young cop. I'm not talking 
The only thing you understand is that, and the situation will be over. To be honest, I didn't with say you, Shh, this. I said this. He should have been stopped. I welcome, but they don't think like kids don't think like that on the job these days. I don't know. Is that my? Yeah. Have, I welcome more ass whipping from the cops than bullets from the cops. I just feel like it went from. Rodney King, where we saw him getting his ass whipped, to them shooting kids off the rip. There's no, there's no long escalation. It's, well, we all it's straight have, to the gun. We all have children. If your little child, my I, my little child is 27. If you but if my grandson, four years old, if my if I was watching my grandson and he was running out in the street, I'm gonna grab his arm and I might pop him. Don't yeah, you I run think, out in that street no more. So Physicality I mean, is not always negative. So cops, I think cops, the job is very difficult, right? Mm. And I think sometimes some jobs, some cops are not equipped to be cops. Mm-hmm. I think street smarts is very important, and a lot of people who have street smarts don't are not are not cops, mm-hmm. right? Um, I don't think even the physical beating someone. I think that I've watched several videos from countries all around the country, from other countries that have had people who are under distress, who are threatening, who are aggressive, who may even have weapons in their hands, mm. and they're able to detain them without yeah. physically assaulting them. I think communication is very key. I think if we, if we train more of the cops, and this is where mental health comes in, um, you know, train cops on communication, CIT, how we have them. Yeah, crisis Being able to training. de-escalate it's situation. A, it's a changing in, in, world. In London, the cops don't even carry guns on them. Okay. And they still okay. attain, you know, criminals, criminals with guns and stuff like and that. I just don't get why this you country... Know, you, you know... Well, I will talk about it. Later no, 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 no. Let, let me get one of those. Yeah, sure. Um, you, you know, you know the, the, the problem you. is, right? And, and I say this, like... Um, First of all, I want to thank both of you guys for coming on to the show and being part of User Friendly Friend Zone. It's important because um, we run mental health and we wanted um, also a book about what's going on with the cops and switch. So we're hitting both topics. The problem is, is it's a lack of training, right? Mm-hmm. You're putting a lot of people in environments where a cop, if me and if me and farmers a partner, I'm not gonna tell farmer that I'm scared and I've never been around black people. You understand what I'm saying? Because as a cop, that's going to look like, that's going to downplay of how to, I'm do, doing our job. And, I, and I'm not going to have his back. He's not going to think I have his back. Mm-hmm. Right? So a lot of times, a lot of the situations that's going on, people are being aggressive and think they got to act a certain way because sometimes they grew up, they never been around black people. They're not going to, he's not going to tell his partner that who's black or whatever or um, I never been around it, but I well, know if they come, yeah, I'm well, gonna act a certain way because they're gonna look down on that. Well, even yeah. fear is subjective, you know? right? So, right. so I, I think what a, may scare me may not scare him. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, so, and then I think it's a lack people, of training. Tra- lack, not only lack of training, you're putting someone who's from Long Island, right? Who has never seen maybe someone from the projects and to see what the project environment is like. So you're fine. telling them to patrol this area right. they're mm-hmm. constantly in a state of you, anxiety and if you look and at like, it without ego or without defensiveness or without trying to be mean and yeah. and take all that stuff away and look at human beings primates right mm-hmm. how they react to people now stay with me a grandmother in the projects has more power than the police right now in the projects it's the respect it's clo- closer you understand what I'm trying to say? Somebody coming, like you said, from Long Island to the hood of Brooklyn or or the the deep. It's what do you do? It's not feasible for that person coming in. Mm-hmm. It's not feasible for the people there. 
People need to police themselves. Yeah. I don't know what that means. I don't know what that means. I know I know what I'm saying, but I people need to police themselves. The, and that's that is a fact. We are, let me, let me say this and then we'll go into the topics of the show. Right. I just feel like the the biggest underlying issue we have is the whole protect and serve it doesn't feel like it's equally brought out, right? Like to be honest with you as a I'm not a young black man no more. I'm middle-aged black man. Mm-hmm. But I speak to a lot of these young black men and the cops to them are are threats. They're opposition. They're enemies and it's not necessarily because they distinctly hate cops or taught to hate cops. They just see the cops not coming to their help, to their aid. And I, I was going to mention I was going to mention that. I think that the purpose of cops was to now cops have quotas, right? right. They have to meet these quotas. So hypothetically speaking, let's say people are, the crime rate is going down, right? Mm-hmm. Cops still have to meet their quota. So they become aggressive in That's part of That's how we implement That's part of what's people. a good cop is how many arrests you have. And nobody's counting how many arrests you prevented from happening. Nobody's counting the right. cookouts you had. And I the, think that's no, why that, the, that's the, the culture the part. And civil complaints are not change. even reviewed yeah. right. anymore. Civil, yeah, the because that, that, again, what needs to change, the police are us. Police are, are, there's no such thing as a black, I, you know, the, as the book goes, there's no such thing as a black cop. There's no such thing as a female cop. You're blue. You're gay, you're blue. Mm-hmm. First and foremost, you're blue. That's and the, and thing. and that's the indoctrination. Let me um, take it one step further. We should, as a society, I, forget I'm black, you're white, you're, you're, you're gay, you're straight. We're mm-hmm. people. We're humans. Well, yeah. Right? <laughs> That part. That, that's the part. Just like how everybody's blue and I respect that completely, mm. we need to have that everybody's human. I, I, I watch people react right. to minorities get killed and they're just like, okay. Mm-hmm. Like like admit yeah, nothing to because them. Because mm. you know what it is, like and um even 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 at the job, you know, um um we doing um diversity training mm-hmm. and the, the whole purpose of that is we're trying to get together because enough is enough, right? Yeah. It's it's it, 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 it's becoming it's becoming like every couple months we're dying. You like, get numb to it. You 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 cannot sit there and then and then you you cannot sit there and just act like it's okay. But some people don't get it because they've never been in that environment, so they're thinking, "Oh, okay, you know, he should have he should have just listened." It's not he should have just listened. You got to take a step back and understand what's going on, like. Come on, well, like the, the, any any t- any any time any time somebody just just kill somebody and then thinks it's okay. I think the disrespect for life. I think the it people no longer respect animals. Life. Just, I, yeah. I see people get emotional watching the uh, SP, uh, SPA. I, I don't know with the the animal society right. coming. ASP, people, ASP, it, SPA, oh, yeah. yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, they get emotional about it yeah. and they see. Same, same soaking. A, a, a video shoots a black person getting shot, and they're just like. So it's funny you bring up animals because you, it's important for you. It's important for people, everybody. For it's important for Americans to deal with our shit as a country, um, and realize that in this country, you know, my ancestors were, were animals. Were, were, and I'm, I'm when I, like cattle. We're considered animals, right? Yeah. Like, not if you own horses, you're not gonna treat them. You're gonna. They're valuable animals. But they're animals, nonetheless. I will trade. A quote from: I will sell you or kill you or trade you if I have to. Sell you, kill you, or trade you. You're mine. Yeah. And that was the reality in this country. So we're coming through this 
suffering is, is coming through, all this suffering that's happening, I think, it's tough, but I just sit back and let it happen, you know. I think as a black culture overall, the thing with us is like we get high, you know, really upset when these things happen, but the, it, it becomes a trend. Right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. We talk about it, we talk about it, then we stop fighting. Yeah, and because I think that the fight it's just like to, we're not shocked no more. But it's not even just not shocked anymore because it's a norm. We're going to continue to not be shocked because it's not going to change if we don't stick together as a people. Yeah. Let me tell you something. Overall, black people, we are powerful. Yeah. We make people rich. We we are the ones who invest our money. We're trendsetters. We're trendsetters. But- we are the winning ticket out of the hood, you would say. Because we, if we stick together, the amount of movements we will be able to do, the way we put into Gucci, Louis, if we invested it back into our own culture, we would be rich. Yeah. We would be invested back into our communities. People wouldn't be able to come into our communities and buy us. In Japan, the African Americans are called sleeping giants. We control pop culture, Kanye West, Kim Kardashian. We control what's cool. We control sports. That National Hockey League shut down. Yeah. This is a different time. Entertainment, music. This is a different... This did not happen in the 60s. This did not happen in the 50s. This did not happen in the 80s, 90s. This is a different time where our young people... It's not about people my age and Donald Trump. It's not about us. It's about people my age, my, my conservative friends, right? 50 and up. Your children, look into the camera, your children and your grandchildren are not going to jack the stuff that you jack. And it's not about gloating. It's about evolution. This shit, the color of my skin is not going to be an issue for my my grandkid and his kids. It's not going to be as much as an issue. Because the damn hockey league shut down. And kids want to see basketball. And eight-year-olds are watching this. And and five-year-old white kids are watching what's going on. No matter how much you can wave a Trump flag. These people are dead. Bob Marley says, you're already dead. You you gloat now and because you eat the bread of now. Because your ideology is already dying. And your children don't even to... believe. Your children will not. Your grandchildren will not believe the bullshit that the color of a man's skin makes you better. Let me get they to the topics that. because Go some ahead, of the bro. things you're saying relate to what we're gonna yes. talk about. Right. So the first topic of the show is surviving 2020. Right. Mm-hmm. And like I said, at this point, I don't feel like we're just living in 2020. We're trying to survive 2020. Whether we think about how we're being attacked politically, how we're being attacked socially, just in general, it's just like we're just trying to see, you know, what we can do next, how we can make it to the next year and make our next change. So the first question is, has black people suffered more in 2020 than any other race? I feel like everyone's suffering a different, but I just feel like the spotlight is on us more than usual. Bianca, what, is, what are your thoughts? That's kind of hard to answer because um, I'm black. I don't know other people's perspective. I don't know other people's culture. Um, I think the light is on us, so it seems as if we're suffering more. But I don't want to downplay what other people may be going through. Mm-hmm. But I think culturally, overall, we've been suffering, and we can continue to suffer until we figure it out. Yeah. Um, so whether or not we're suffering more, I'm unsure, but I definitely know that the light is on us, and... It's just the time for us to make the necessary changes that need to be done. What are your thoughts? Yeah, so COVID doesn't care. Um, hurricanes don't care. Right. Forest fires, wildfires in California don't care if you black, white. They don't care if you Mexican. It's the earth doing what it does. Now, what you're talking about is because we live in a 
capitalist society right now. We live in a capitalist society, so everything that hits hits worse when you're poor. Yeah. Everything that hits hits worse when that's you're true. so that's what you're that's what I think what you're what, what you're feeling. But the funny thing about COVID, the good thing, because I always try to you know yin yang, Eastern thinking, always Eastern thinking, right? So the good thing about COVID is if you sit back and look at it, peace, calm, and you sit back and look at it, it tells us human beings are one because it don't care. It reminds us that human beings, we're, we gotta get reminded of that, that skin color, gay, straight, Trump. If you can't say, I say this and here we go. I'm, if you can't say God bless Trump, if you can't say God bless uh, Harris, you have a problem. You've let it, that's a human being. He's a, let's get back now. That's a human, that clan man is a human being. Yeah. He may be a sick human being. That's not the question. We work with sick individuals. I work with child molesters and baby rapists. They're human beings. Yeah. I don't like them, what they did, all that, but they are a human being. We have to remember that. We have to remember that. We have to love our enemy. We have to, we don't have to yeah. jack what they're saying. We can vote them out, but we have to calm down. We have to come because we're not going to become our enemy. We have to calm down and remember that they're human beings. And then we defeat them in the poll. And then we do. We have to. We, and if we don't, we'll suffer more. So, Cliff, what do you think? Do you feel like black people suffering more than any other race in 2020? I think historically you can say that in general, yeah. but I just feel like I, I the think, examples of the craziness is I on us. I think um, we're suffering more because... Not COVID hit everybody. It's mm -hmm. not just a race thing. Even COVID it, hit us harder yeah, than it's, everybody. It's not, you know it's, it's not. It's not just a race thing. COVID, like like farmer said, COVID don't care. I think the um the, we're more in the spotlight because of all the killings that's going on to um African American men and minorities in general, right? So when you when you as a black person. Right now, you don't even feel comfortable being outside because you don't know if, if, if today's going to be your last day, right? So therapeutically, there, like you can't be, you can't have a functional mind knowing that today might be your last day. You know, so that's, that's the reason, true. that's the reason why it seems like we're suffering more. Everybody's suffering, right? Yeah. But even, even me as a black man, and you know, I got a medical condition. This is all family here. Mm -hmm. These are my coworkers. This is my brother. I have a medical condition, right? So me coming outside as a black person, knowing what's going on, what's going on with the police, and just in general, I wear medical vests. It's not a secret. I'm not ashamed of it, right? Mm -hmm. So me wearing a vest and I'm coming to my car and I get stopped by a cop, if he don't understand the magnitude of what's going on, that, that I have a vest on. It looks like you're carrying. It, it looks, it looks like, like I'm carrying, carrying a gun. And this is what happens. They shoot, they shoot me, they kill me, whatever. People that care about me talk about me for two days, and they might put the picture up where I'm wearing my, all my jewelry, all my chains, all my watches, and paint the narrative that I was some thug in the street instead of I was a mental health worker for. Or you last, look like a bad dude. Yeah. A, a family yeah. man. So what I'm trying to tell is the reason why I look like we're suffering more is because we're highlighted more because of all the police brutality. That's the yeah. reason why. I mean, if, if I can answer that the question. Everything you guys said is right on the nail. To me, it's just like, you know, what makes it worse is like we forget just inequality. We're fighting for people to even care. Just imagine that you have to you have to remind people that black lives matter. And that's a controversial term. Mm -hmm. T to me, it just Even makes any sense. It's like you saying, 
puppies are cute. But what about other... Like, it, it don't make sense but for I you think, to argue that. I think the whole thing is just like... I, and then when people say, like, all right, Black Lives Matter, and then someone follows up with All Lives Matter, and it's like, that's exactly what we're trying to say. Yeah. All Lives I wish Matter, that it except was, ours, it seems like. So and, we're and trying I wish, to say, please, include us in this All Lives Matter. I wish it would have been Black Lives Matter, a re- hashtag or, or um, uh, uh, a reminder. Mm-hmm. It's because some, some, sometimes we have you to be reminded know, that all you know we all we all you know, lives you matter. You know what's the problem? And you got to remind. You know what's the problem in general? And it seems like we suffer more, and, and and it looks like we don't have the same opportunity to step up to. As also, even in the black community, we have to educate the other race of what's going on too, right? Yeah. So if you have if you if you have white friends, and they they they're looking at this killing like. Okay, it's not a big deal. It's your duty now, 2020, to, is to educate that person. If you really if value, they're open they, to it. No, no. If you really value their their, your, their friendship and you mm. really think of them as a friend, mm-hmm. because if you don't educate them and tell them what's going on, you you're responsible for it too. That's why I like because, the fact no, that the no, hockey no, league no, shut no, down. No, uh, no, That's what I'm saying because, like I said, even at my job, we're doing diversity trainings at our job, and it's important. Like. Now it's with twenty twenty with all the killing. It's like every it, it seemed like every week we going down. Mm-hmm. That's let's, let's, let's call it space, but it seemed like every week we and going it's down. It's such a, so, a a gasping way too. And then when you hear it from people, just like 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 it's no big deal. It's our job, uh, even us four people, African Americans in the room. If you have white friends, is to educate them. You can't just let them get away and be like, oh, if they want to hear what I have to. It's, it's not only education. It's, it's despite education. Because you have people from my, sorry, from my job. Some people want to play naive, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. They like to live in their own bubble. People no, want, like, just like how, how sometimes rich, give me one second, how rich people will come out their door and step over a homeless person and stuff like that because you can make it not your business to worry about it. Mm-hmm. But what I'm saying Doesn't is this. What I'm, yeah. what I'm saying is this. Whether you educate them, you still got to give them the message, right? If you mm-hmm. value them as a friend or even if you have some respect for them in general, period, and you feel like the situation they're talking about is just a lack of respect, mm-hmm. you got to you gotta give them something. Yeah. You got to give them something. That's, I, I'm, I'm not saying you got to give them a whole book. Mm-hmm. You don't got to give them anything. You in, just in 2020, I feel you can do that, but at the same time, people have to have some kind of accountability to, to learn about your fellow person. You can't I, be that blind. Right, because black people, we've, yeah. never, we've never been afforded the opportunity to just worry about what black people are doing. We always got to worry about how everybody else is doing because it comes down and affects us a lot of times in a harsh way. We have to navigate. There's there's being black while driving. There's being black while shopping. There's being black at work. There's being black in the streets. Like, you have to have a decorum that nobody else has to have. It's this, right? Even in the work environment, right? When If we're we're co-workers and we're all working together, boom. There's certain conversations we have. But all it takes is for that one white person to come in the room and every and everybody readdress themselves. Yeah. Right? So the same way that happens when we're talking about the issues and that one white person is, it's our job to to make them not to feel uncomfortable to understand what we're going through. Right now it's twenty twenty. Some people don't care. Some people ain't gonna care regardless. <laughs> Only if they want to listen, right? I'm gonna say yeah. this one thing no, and then just, I, 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 I'm gonna say I'm I'm gonna I'm not gonna talk too long about it. Some people don't care, but I feel like, and I'm guilty of it too. 
when that person come in the room, you, you all to yourself better. You might sit up a little more. You might say, all right, let's, you know, we ain't going to talk about this anymore, whatever, too, because we don't want to make them feel uncomfortable. We've been uncomfortable too long not to speak up now. That's yeah. all I'm saying. Yeah, but, I, you know, I'm going to say this, and then I'll ask the next question is, I... The, the the disadvantage is we have to, as black people, fight hard to live down stereotypes and then other cultures just get to be who they are and it's Gucci. And and that's, that's like, you have to have two faces as a black person. You have to be a black person with your people and you have to be another black person for society to accept you in certain but capacities. Then, going back to the stigma of being a black woman, right? Um, I'm, I'm assertive. Um, I speak my mind at all times, no matter who's in the room. And you probably get shit for it. Right. And I say assertive, meaning that, you know, and the word assertive meaning I'm respectful in expressing myself and considerate of the things that I say. However, I'm going to let you know what's on my mind. And you're probably deemed of having an attitude before. And not before that, it. you're perceived as B-I-T-C-H, an mm-hmm. aggressive woman. And some people don't like people who speak up for themselves. And, yeah. I, you know, as a black woman, being strong sometimes is perceived as being a... Why is it that as a man he can say what he wants and it's not? An and issue. he's a boss, but he's a you. Boss, but when I come in the room and I say what I want, oh, she's a bitch, or you know, who does she think she is? It's like yeah. I'm no different from the next person. Yeah. It's just like, and the skin of my because I'm black and I'm a woman, I'm, I'm, I guess expected to be submissive. Yeah. But mm-hmm. what we're fighting is the remnants of what we're all talking about is the remnants of being a minority. Mm-hmm. Okay, being a minority in a, in a male-dominated, white male-dominated world. country, world. Uh, capitalist system. Um, at the risk of being called uh, whatever, pie in the sky, or even, you know, whatever, okey-doke, or whatever. At the risk of all that, again, your grandchildren, we all have children, our grandchildren, maybe our great-grandchildren in my case, are not going to face the difficulties that we face. We hope. We hope. They're going to face different ones. They're going to face different ones. But evolution, whether we like it or not, and this is, it's not, it's 2020 and as bad as it is, it's not 1920. Yeah, but it's disrespectful. I, I keep trying it's to disrespectful. move on. The, to, no, no, to, no, to no say not, it not you. I keep trying to yeah. move on to thing, but certain things will pop up. Okay. I used to think we're going to have a better America, a better society. Right? And not to just make it all anti-Trump or whatever. Mm -hmm. I felt we was turning the corner. But I felt like there's this new wave of emboldened racists, right? Yeah, Because before, it used to be kind of a secret who's racist, right? You had the extreme, and then you had the racists on the low. But I don't think the racists on the low is on the low no more. But here's the thing. I don't think necessarily... I think Trump becoming president made people comfortable enough to come Mm. out. Yeah. Whereas before, it's like Obama, black power, people are more... Black people were more empowered once Obama got there. So now that Trump is in a, in office, it's like okay, now this is this is really white America. This is what America is really like. You don't have because, to be politically correct anymore. Right. But we got to keep it real. It's thirty eight percent his support base. Right. Most people, if you if you people, most people don't. If you if you wake yourself up out of the group think, you know that the whatever you know. I believe it. I don't know. I'm not going to assume. To, to presume to know what people know, but we've all come from a Judeo-Christian Muslim. 
we all been taught certain values and we all we all know what right from wrong is. Mm. So stop it. But now you want to get caught up in group thing. I, I, I want to be rude, but right. we've, we've we wasted so much time on yeah. one thing. I'm not going to get to touch, so let me just move on. Right. Do you think equality is achievable or should we just look to create our own communities, right? Because we used to think we was fighting hard so that we could eat at the counter with a white person or somebody else. Or we could also, don't have to sit in the back of the bus. But now I feel like that push for equality... We've been given asses to kiss anyway. So should we go back to trying to build strong black communities and yes. pillars of that nature? It's ladies first. All ladies right. first. <laughs> All right. Black community goes back to segregation, right? And mm-hmm. we don't want to segregate. We don't want it to be like a black community, white community thing. Um, will we ever be equal? Uh, no. I don't think we'll ever be equal. Right? We don't have the resources. Um, but I'm starting to believe separate but equal is I not as we... terrible as it... Theoretically, it used to sound crazy, but I feel like if we can really get it to apply, like I can go to a black bank, feel comfortable, my money's good, I could get a loan for my house or a business, and not feel like they're looking like kind right. of thing. But I think that I I I don't want to. I mean, I don't mind. I love to go in the community and see my black people. However, I don't want it to be like because I think even in as we know zip codes, right? Certain zip codes, people who are more wealthy, they have certain zip codes, they're afforded better education and things like that. I think that just being able to have, because we don't all start on the same page. Yeah. Some people, they have a house already when they're born because they got it from their mother, their mm-hmm. father, their grandfather. Yeah. And some people don't. So that alone, not even speaking about races, the person who has the house already, they're already ahead. Mm-hmm. So like, we'll never really be equal because we're all born into different situations. That's yeah. a fact. So I, I think know. equality in, in that sense mm-hmm. is a no. Yeah. Because everybody's family comes from different... And just say black in general. Like, yeah. everybody... Some people may come from the project. Some people may come from lower class, higher class. So we're all black, but we're all starting in different lanes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And the struggles are different. What do you think, Cliff? To piggyback what she's saying, I think um, we still could build our community, but I don't know if our community will be strong enough to take over. Because people, just in general, like I said, like, I might want to see you do good, do, do good more, but there's 10 other people that don't like you and say, yo, you got this going on. You know, we 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 born with hatred. So so to build our community, we got to be all... I don't know become, about born with hatred. Woo, woo, some, woo, woo, a lot of us, a lot of... Some, I think it's taught. It's, it's cultural. It's yeah. taught. And we have to unlearn and relearn the things that we were learning. We were... We were taught a lot of things negative. I think we're born with a lot of negative stimuli. Right. That's, no, no, but that's, that, that's what I'm saying. We have to unlearn what, and relearn. That's what I yeah. should say. Not that we're born with hatred, mm-hmm. but we're born with things just going a certain way, well, right? So even, even, even everything we do, like to build our community, it would be good to have just black banks, our monies, and just dealing with black people in general over to boom. But I don't think we'll ever be equal because some people are like, I, be, I, I deal with white people all the time. They don't treat me like yeah. that. So, for when when you hear that kind of language, it's hard to just build. Cause I know I have black friends that says I never deal with that. Mm-hmm. So I don't I don't really care what's going on with the, it, with, it with can, the black power movement. And 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 then you sit there and you say to yourself, let let something let something come up and see how the situation. And then you're gonna change. want that black so power movement why, to support you. I, I shouldn't have said we was born with hatred, but black being a black person sometimes just feels like things are just negative for us. So that's why it's hard to build our community. That's what I was trying to say. Again, that's what I was saying. Unlearn and relearn. Like, 
I've I've never I've always like if I see a back chick and she got something nice, I'm sis look good. Yeah. You know what I mean? I don't mind complimenting another one. Mm-hmm. Woman, but there's some woman like if like say I said, oh that that shirt look nice. And where where you got it from? I don't know. You know where you got it from, sis. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I always want to see black women, black men. I want I want my black culture period to win. Yeah. And that's even I think sometimes people even just provide information that's free. Sometimes people won't put someone onto something that that's not even my crabs field. in the barrel because but we feel we that, have to compete. But listen, right. this but that is and com- but there's nothing wrong with competing in a positive way, right? <laughs> to uplift, right? To but uplift. not compete to for to, right. to, to destroy what you broke. got going. But that, no. but that's ahead. a good attitude you have, and I might have the same attitude. For I might have the same person, <clears> because a lot of people that you deal with, even in your circle, they don't have that attitude, yeah. Yeah. and but that's and I'm gonna hold on, hold on. Mm-hmm. Then that's the reason why it's hard to build a community like that. See, one thing about I'm not I'm not trying to make it a race card, and this is the last thing I want to say because I want everybody to talk. Black people hit on black people. White people might say I don't like him, but he's not gonna find his duty to make sure that it put him in. I sw- I, I don't know what it is. I see it all the time, even in my in my community. I see black people hitting on black people. And I have white friends. They might not like that the other person, but they don't make it their duty to hate them. Mm-hmm. They just stay away from them. Let me, Am let I me, right? Let me answer that, and then I want Fatima to opine, right? Because white people don't see limitations for their opportunities, right? So, for instance, in corporate America, so sometimes at these big places... You, you work see, corporate, so you know. Yeah, mm-hmm. You see a black person shining... And then as another black person, you think they already got that one token the black token person there. Yeah. So there's not really an opportunity for me. But a white person says like, yo, because they've been taught and they've seen it. If I work hard and I do what I got to do, opportunity is there for me. Black fact. people feel sometimes like I can only shine if I take the seat Clifford's in. Mm-hmm. Not right. an not open seat. seat. I need right. the seat Clifford right. had because they're only going to let one person that look like me or Clifford into that seat. So that's why I think sometimes that's the mentality I have. But uh, we got to, we got to, our brain no. is taught, to, uh, yeah. we got to untrain but that another thing. thing another, but, but another thing we also got to say, then I want you to, mm-hmm. we got to understand we're behind. We, you don't understand. It's just like, you know, it's probably in the last 50 years that our, our parents actually thought our kids could become doctors and it's real, like it's a real thing, right? Our parents' parents was just like, yo, we just want you to get a job and don't get fired from a job. Yeah. Now yeah. we can tell our kids yeah. you could be president. Um, uh, Kamala, Kamala Harris, oh, I'm saying her name wrong. She might be the VP next time. We had Obama. Now it's legitimate for us to tell us that. So we've only had this for we like- We were limited in our thinking. Yeah. And I think that- we are sometimes holding our own selves back on what we could. We put our expectations so low. Yeah. Well, we could be way higher. Well, mm-hmm. it's also, it's also evolution. So, speak to it. Yeah. Do you think equality is achievable, or or should we look to create our own communities? Right. So both. So, so um, first off, talking about tribal, talking about you said something that's born in you. If. Go, let's go to tribal. We're primates, we're human. Let's go there, right? Mm-hmm. Stay with me. I'm with my tribe. We out hunting. We see a white person. I don't know if that's a disease. I don't know. And vice versa. We don't know. It's a natural instinct to want to be with our own and protect our own. That's mm-hmm. That's nothing... When you, when it applies to when you now you bring that 
natural instinct. We have a lot of natural instincts. Mm -hmm. Natural instincts for me to punch you in the face and take your drink rather than say, brother, can I have a drink? That's natural. We don't always succumb to our natural instincts. Mm -hmm. But being wary of others that don't look and smell like, like us is a natural instinct to protect from the, we don't, I don't know why you don't look like me. Mm -hmm. well, of course, we liked evolution, evolution. Oh, you're a human being. I'm a human being. Your ancestors live closer to the equator. That's why you look like, oh, your ancestors live in a desert. That's why you have a nose that's shaped like that. Wow. Your ancestors lived on plains. That's why your eyes are um, Asian eyes. So you could see over the plains with sand and you could still see with those little eyes without getting sand blown in your face and you could work. We have arms. All this stuff that we, all the differences, the beautiful differences that human beings have, okay, is for a purpose. So we can live off the lands that we come from. Mm -hmm. White people come from colder lands. They have longer noses so the air could have time to heat up before it gets to your brain. We come from warmer places. We don't need a long nose. The air is already, we don't need, we have different skin that can take the sun. It's all science mixed with we're all the same. So that's, so to answer your question, yes, we do need, that's the core reason for racism. Now you want to add money and power to that. Yeah. Let's play off those differences. That's what happens with racism. We, 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 it's, just don't beat up yourself or others for being wary of that at first. We, we have, we have we evolved. I know you're a human being. At first we have that instinct. That's not like me. And then you say, oh wow, you are like me. You, you love your children. The Ku Klux Klan guy loves his children just like you do. Yeah. I agree with you, but then an another thing I want to say about the natural instincts and stuff, I feel mm -hmm. like we're too far along as a planet to allow ourselves to be ignorant because I didn't know. To me, at this particular time, with the way technology is, is available, mm -hmm. the way that we're not, like, we're, it's not like we're living in forests where we don't have internet and shit like that. Like, to me, it's, it, it, to me, it takes more of an effort to be ignorant about right. something than to allow yourself to learn, well, right? Because if I wanted to learn how to make jet fuel, right. jet fuel, I'm one Google search away yes. to know everything that goes into jet fuel, yes. and I have no purpose yes. to know what jet well, fuel that, is. Well, that's my point. Thank you for saying that. This thing here has changed the world, right? Trust me. This thing, this phone that can film shit that we saw, that we've seen, it's made by man, so it's part of our consciousness. This is man saying no to this stuff. All the suffering that we're going through, okay? First of all, Dr. Clark explained why black on why we do that stuff. I had it written down, so I didn't want to forget it. But the consciousness that we're moving forward, the suffering that we're going through, seeing these black men get shot, seeing the NBA shut down, even COVID, all this stuff that I, I, I know it's probably annoying that I keep saying, I can't say it enough times, don't just breathe with it. Accept it. Breathe with it. There's going to be more shootings. There's going to be more suffering. There's going to be more suffering, man. This this election, I don't know that this election is going to go the way people think. I think there's going to be more suffering. Yeah. I think it's going to there's been bloodshed. There's going to be more bloodshed. You just stay safe and stay present. And don't forget to love your enemy, man, and stay balanced in all of it. It's the sit-ups. That's so, the sit-ups. I, I think we're more. I think we're more at the point where we're not expecting for travesty to go away. We want accountability. We want equal chances of when something bad happens, you're held accountable for it. Right? Patience. Uh, uh, no matter what color you are. When you grow up, your parents teach you you have to be accountable for right. your actions. And we just want that to apply to everyone 
equally. That's the equality that I'm looking yeah. for. The question about should we search for equality or creating our own communities? I'm not necessarily saying we need to have it where uh oh a white person is entering like Wakanda <laughs> where you can't come in. We just need to we just need to develop the mentality that if something is black oriented, we don't discount it. We right. don't we don't rush like to say I gotta yeah. get out of this zip code because there's too many black people here. Right. Or a black family just moved to the neighborhood. They go to the neighborhood we gotta All run right, out. More. We need to change uh, that. I want I want to I want to make a point right. Mm-hmm. So tomorrow, me and him open up a restaurant. Mm-hmm. We charge we charge one sixty for it, you know whatever boom it's good food you know it's good food whatever to boom, right? Some people ain't gonna come to our restaurant because you ain't Chris. You yeah, ain't that's what I'm you know saying. What I mean? But if you hear the other name of the yeah. restaurant and you know it's over my white people, you be like, now nah, I understand why they charge that price. You need to pay for it. It's like with clothing lines, anything you try it's, to it's anything, making like any, a luxury as well. Exactly, but anything it's it seems like and 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 and. and we all have been guilty for it. It seems like anything with our people, we don't just accept and say, you know what, I'm going to give it a shot. We find a way to say, you know what, that ain't really or it. Even, or when even... FUBU first popped off, I <laughs> loved FUBU. I was a FUBU bandit because it was FUBU. Buyer. Listen, he even was when like, it got caught up, up, I still was holding on to FUBU. FUBU and I'm like, bro, <laughs> you are killing me out here. Yeah. It's my big bro. Fools, but he's all about that. I held on to it. Even after this got cold, I wasn't, I wasn't fucking with Fubu. <laughs> okay, and and I'll be honest, because not because Fubu wasn't a good black brand, and I now I watch Shark Tank all the time. Damien, um, what's his name? Damien, um, yeah, Damien, uh, um, I watch Shark Tank all the time. The one that on Fubu, whatever too. Now as an older man. I would put a fool because I'm comfortable. You, you know what? Yeah. I can make fubu hot because yeah. that's me. Yeah. But when at the age where he was rocking fubu and going crazy with like, it, I, I was like, put it away. Yeah. Hold on, what's going yeah. on? So that's what I'm saying. That. I'm using these examples to say, for us to build each other, or you just gotta accept it. You well, can't look that. at it. You can't look at. You can't just look at it as something negative. Mm-hmm. We gotta work together and be strong. That's the only way it's gonna yeah. work. That's yeah. my opinion. Yeah. But not only sorry, that, I think ahead. that a couple of things, like for example, like uh, obviously black people were op- we're opening more businesses, right? So trial and error, we're still making mistakes. Yeah. We're doing things. It bothers me when I see some people go support a black business and it doesn't go as well as they expect. It's like, oh, now I'm not supporting all black people because look at this. It's just like we so hold when each you other to a standard. That's right. But not only that, like it's simple. Example. We'll give Walmart 55 tries. Right. And just say, I'm just going to go to the next Walmart. Or Amazon. It's a three weeks or almost two months to get my package. I'm still, let, I'm still going to order from Amazon. Yeah. Right? Let me let me let me let me explain the doctor. Doc, real quick. Let's mm-hmm. do the Dr. Clark. Which dial is pretty? The white oh. one or the black one? Yeah. Five-year-olds, our children, today, yeah. still 2020, which is the smart dial, the black one or the white yeah. one? Yeah, right. That's yeah. still today. That's what we need to change somehow. Like you said, right. we learn. What is Unlearn it? Unlearn and relearn. Unlearn and relearn. Um, what we were taught. Mm-hmm. I had several other topics, but we only got like less than five minutes, so I'm going to finish this topic off, and okay. then we get to like, you know, further re, uh, re-plug in. Okay, okay cool. What's going on. And this... You know, turn the topic surviving 2020 to a more lighter thing so we could just have a little more fun. Should we cancel dating for 2020 and try again next year? <laughs> are you single? Or, I'm only asking to get your reflection on the question. Are you currently seeing someone or are you single? I'm single. Okay. So, is it is it is it like... <laughs> as, a single, single. as a single I'm person single. on the panel, right? I'm not here to judge. Yeah, yeah. I'm a married man. Yeah. I'm not here to judge. Go ahead, girl. <laughs> 
looking at go me. Ahead, yeah. Go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. So as a single person, how are you approaching dating for the rest of the year? Um, honestly, I'm not. I'm actually not dating at all right now because I'm. I've recently got out of a relationship, so I'm okay. actually taking the time to heal myself. Yes. Um, to just figure out my own emotions before I even try to entertain anyone else. Yeah. Um, so that's that's where I'm at right now. So I'm just figuring out like. I'm I'm not, I'm not focusing on that aspect of my life at all. Yeah. Um, I have so much other things going on. Um, to find someone would be cool, but that's really not where I'm at right mm. now for 2020. I think I have that's the least of my words. I think there's so much other things in life, especially with all people dying. I yeah. think dating is the last thing that's not anyone's mind. At least mine. I, I wanted to further that with the dating, but we we, we took. <laughs> We took good time, right? Because yeah. we did talk. I, I just felt like this was therapy. Like, we needed to heal. We right. need to... Because I just don't understand a lot of things going. But as far as dating, to me, it's just like, you know, I'm lucky I'm married. I've been married for a long time and stuff like that. But to be honest with you, even even married people is just like, yo, yo, I'm just going to stick with the headache I got, bro. <laughs> and, 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 and boo, I'm not calling you a headache. I'm just saying married people are saying that, right? <laughs> you got to do the disclaimer. Because... <laughs> To me, it's just like, it's just so much unknown right now. Like I said, I started the conversation. I'm just trying to survive 2020. Yeah. So for, for someone who's out here trying to date what I do think, with the extra shit going on, how do you approach it? I mean, from my perspective, I think that 2020 has recreated like what you really want in yeah. dating, right? Yeah. Like no one got time for playing no more. Yeah. Like we, we, we trying to build, we grown now. Yeah. So I think that for 2020, I think it's teaching buy a house. Get, yeah. have, get married have kids it's no longer just date just to date serial dating yeah. I think that I, I, I mean just from my perspective I'm not looking for a fling I, I'm looking for real stability yeah. and I think that I mean, I think this is what 2020 teaches you right what, yeah. do, what do you guys think just, because I it's think, just like I look at do, you, do you meet someone in the club with a mask on and then you come <laughs> home are you smashing well, with the no, mask think, do the mask come on well I think that I mean I don't I'm looking from the outside so I'm looking I'm looking at you know what's going on as an observer for people uh, 40 and under, right? I'm looking at, at, at yeah. as an observer, and what I'm seeing in a little bit of research that I've done, what I'm seeing is online dating is like already been legit. Now yeah. it's like above legit if there's a yeah, word. A lot of people I know, and from it's a, COVID it's interesting. Like, yeah. like, My no, son, I, I, I uh, get that, but it's just like we still have to eventually get to the physical. I don't, man. And how listen. do you move to that? Yeah, it, I, think, I, I, think I think people think. gonna have dates for like 22. Like, yo. As soon as they get that motherfucking, uh, as soon as they get that antidote, girl, I'm going to tear you up. I bet you for the the rest of 2020, the the first three, four dates might be virtual dates, Zoom kind of situation until you get it. I know a lot of people who are online dating right now. I think they're using this time to to really try to get to know people. People, I think people are still meeting each other. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. Because you're them as hell. We have a drive. Again, here we go, right? Go back to the point. Seriously, sex feels good because the universe wants us to do it so we can keep producing. So we have a drive, even though we're all locked up in COVID situations or, you know, whatever that's going to be. Even through the COVID situations and whatever situations come forward from here going on, human beings still want to... That connection, of course, yeah. Even they want that connection. Like Cardi B said, it. that WAP, that WAP is an amazing <laughs> yeah. feeling. You know what I'm saying? So, so Cliff, close this out <laughs> no. before we have them, you know, do um, their shout outs again. I, I think um, dating for the. I mean, you and your wife still go on, still oh, go on yeah, dates yeah, and stuff yeah, like because, that. But uh, you, if you were single, like how how do you feel it should be approached for the rest I, of the year? If I was single, I wouldn't, I wouldn't base. Usually, sometimes men just base relationships or if, if she could fuck or she she good in the bedroom. Yeah. This is the time. Of 
we really get to yeah. I know. You got to cook. I don't clean. I'll show you how I get that to ring. You know what I'm saying? That's TV shit. I'm old school. But what I'm saying is, um, he's an old school Haitian man. He always says that. Twenty 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 looked like you got to really get to learn the person. I think it's really important because you you'll see what's important with a woman because. It's so the world is so superficial, right? Mm-hmm. It, every got every girl got the fake body. Everybody got this. Everybody got this. Now you can really look into it because you got the time. Mm-hmm. That's what I'm saying. You know, you got the time to research. You say, yeah. you know what? I don't care about. And listen, you mean for in- men, research you could put, or Instagram? Listen, no, for for men, you could put a hundred dollars on the table, boom, have sex with a nice lady. <coughs> I'm not being disrespectful. I'm just saying whatever. Vice versa for women too. Now it's like you know what I really want to get to know what's going on with the person. That's mm-hmm. what that's where the dating should be. I think that's what twenty twenty is for. <clears throat> yes, to, yeah. Because to really I mean, learn relationships, yeah, you have to learn the person at this point. Because like no one's really well. People, Any, some people still working, but a lot of people have time now to yeah. invest the energy and effort. Even when you work, and a lot of you guys don't, you guys are, are not as fortunate to work from home. But a lot of us corporate people are sitting. In, sitting at home and stuff like that. You have the time to just slow the f down. I, I think that's what twenty twenty. The, the I know is. couples who have broken up during COVID because they really didn't know their partner, mm-hmm. and they they're stuck in the house with them. They're like, shit, nah, bro. I, I didn't even know. Like, like you're annoying. <laughs> yeah, you yeah. are annoying. Yeah. Like, and they really they really get to know their partner. That's what Sometimes life is so busy. Retired. Me and my wife, we started COVID about to choke each other, <laughs> and then now it's just like. We're in this good rhythm, right. but COVID changed the game. Right. So we're out of time. You guys were so great. Our guys, I want you to come back because there was other topics we didn't get to discuss. Okay. Okay. I apologize. I want. I should have came in earlier. I had car problems, so we could have more discussed. But before we head out, let them reintroduce what you guys got going on and let them know who you are again and how they can reach out to you and your social media presence as well. Okay. Yeah. Um. As far as my social media is black underscore mental health. Um, yeah, you could contact me there or my, um, personal business email was trusted counseling services at gmail.com. So, um, feel free to ask any questions, period. It doesn't have to necessarily pertain to mental health. If there's information you want to know, if I don't know know how they could book you again, oh, on my website, you'll go to trustedcounseling.com. You'll be able to, um, purchase the journal as well as my services. Okay. Yeah. I think that's dope. Mm-hmm. And becoming blue, understanding police culture, looking at police culture from a non-judgmental, not taking sides, liked by Black Lives Matter, liked by Blue Lives Matter. Check it out. It's an important book. Where, um, where can they get that? This book is available right now on Amazon. My next book, check, can you guys see this? My next book will be released soon. It's, I'm about 85% finished. This is a very important book. It's about the six, some of the things we talked about tonight, uh, the six different subcultures within black American culture. I talk about, it's called the, what's it called, B? Can you read that? The six black Americas. The six different black Americas within black America. So we go from- That's deep. That's yeah, a, that the, feel like the sunken place. You can see like, you know, the different levels of where we're at. And they all interrelate and in how they feel about each other. Mm. And, and all, and you can go from one level to the other, and how we all and, and go back they, and how, forth. How they can find you again, Farmer? And I can be found on Facebook, Sean Farmer. I can be found on Instagram, s dot d o t farm. Uh, asking old hashtag asking og hashtag total treatment teams. Uh, Doctor Joe and Farmer show. 
Um, that's the podcast. You gotta have you guys yeah. on too. Of course. Yeah, of course. yeah. I like Dr. Joe. He was cool. He <laughs> yeah. did the show as well. Yeah, so two, yeah, two guests got together and B and uh, Dr. Joe. So all the guests we're gonna be doing our own things based off. Of- <laughs> and then we and then we cross network and build yeah, it out. Yeah, but. Um, so Cliff, Cliff, shout Cliff. out because we got Oh yeah, shout out, shout out to um both my coworkers that came, Sean Farmer, Bianca Moore, who's doing great things. They got two books. Um, shout out to my big bro. You know, we keep running a podcast and everything. Shout out to Open Show Prop, who's not here. But I want to say this, right? With 2020, with all that's going on, with the killing, coronavirus or whatever, just help one person. Right, mm. it, regardless who it is, just help one person because that's gonna that's make you deep. feel better, and it's gonna it's gonna bring blessings to your life. That's Service what I live. That's how I live my life. Yeah. Service. To I others. buy I buy stuff. Thanks. I support people. I don't even know certain people. I just like to help. I gotta just, commend you for that. Just bro. one Could, person support so many different people. One person. Right. One person. So Sometimes I'm like, yo, you don't know this person. Just, he, he go out to yo, buy somebody stuff. Support one watch person, that video, whatever, whatever it is. It means whatever. a lot. To Whoever yeah. it is, right? Because at the end of the day, that's how your blessing is coming. Especially, yes. we're going through some tough times. We just lost Black Panther. We're losing young black men, minority people every day. Please just support one person, no matter what it is. White, black, it's not a race thing. Mm-hmm. It's helping other because we're Get at ahead. a state. Yes. We're at a time right now. We don't know what's the next step. Yes. Please, mm-hmm. whatever you're going through, support one person. That's yes. what I'll I, I ask from Views from the Friend Zone. Support us. Support these two beautiful people that came on to talk about mental health. Our mental state is it's 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 crazy right now. Please support one person. I want to piggyback off of what Clifford said, which is great. Like because a lot of times things are so heavy and we don't know where to start. But like Cliff said, just help one person make one change, and that's why voting so important, right? Because you always think, oh, my vote's not going to change. Yeah, sometimes your one vote makes a difference. Uh, I forget her name. God forgive me. Uh, Trayvon Martin's mother, who joined the political field, she lost her election by 316 votes. She, lo- you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Just imagine, there's 300, 400 people in that county who said, nah, I ain't going to vote, I don't care. And she lost, you know what I'm saying? So it makes a big difference. Trump didn't blow out Hillary like that. You know what I'm saying? It wasn't that many crazy no. votes. But at the same time, it always makes that one difference. And- I think it was by the electrical College. Yeah, but but he didn't lose. He didn't win the popular vote by that much, as much as we thought. And I say that to say this is is making the change. It's making that difference, one 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 person at a time. You know, stop and think about people outside of yourselves. Try to learn something, right? Yes. And I'm yes. gonna end it like how we started it with Chadwick Boseman. Create your legacy. That's going to last longer. And that's, to be honest with you, that's what holds me on to doing this podcast, wanting to do this podcast, because sometimes the conversation you had, one person was like, yo, I was in a bad mood. I heard what y'all was talking about. And I don't see enough people talking about the stuff you're talking about. And we're not teaching you guys, lecturing you guys. We're having conversations as educated black people letting you know, like, yo, it's cool to talk about mental health. It's cool to talk about complaining about your spouse or learning different things, relationship things. We need to make these things normal, right? And I want to have you guys back because there's more questions I want to talk about and, mm-hmm. and, and where you guys coming from. I want to be able to continue drive home the conversation of mental health yes. and how it's important and stuff like that. That stigma of calling people crazy just to call people crazy is not cute anymore. Mental people are 
going through shit. One example I'm going to bring up is like Paul George, a basketball player. Mm -hmm. He was suffering through mental health during the struggle. And all we did was just shit on him because he was having bad games. I had to take it back and say, damn, I feel bad, right? Right. Because my brother's complaining about having mental health issues. And here I am. I was just so quick to tear him down. Ben Gordon. Simply, exactly. It's so a lot going on. Just like I the, said, the one thing one I want to say is, like Clifford said, support people. Go out there and chase your legacy. It lasts longer than liabilities. Yeah. These people are creating legacy, helping our community, giving us products we can consume to help us. And that's the kind of things we need. Like Clifford joked about me before, like how I held on to FUBU, because <laughs> FUBU represented what I look like. Right. Batman's my favorite superhero, and then Black Panther came to light, and it was just like, I used to love Batman because you could be Batman if you had money. You could be Black Panther <laughs> if you had money. You know what I'm saying? And, and and I say that to say it's just like you know we need attainable aspirations. Yeah. We need identification. We want to, black is beautiful, but we need to also see that black is beautiful. Representation and that of representation means everything. So. Yeah. These guys were beautiful. Thanks. We're gonna have you guys on again. I really appreciate 100%, 100%. it. And we out. Peace. Happy Yo. Sunday, y'all. All right. All right. Views for the friend zone, it's your time We give you the real talk, so stay on your grind We just tryna laugh and have a good time We dropping the jewels so that all our people can shine Views for the friend zone, it's your time We giving you real talk, so stay on your grind We just tryna laugh and have a good time We dropping the jewels so that all our people can shine We talk about it every Friday From, you know, from